Morning, everybody. Thanks for listening to the National Federation of Blind of South Carolina's podcast, and this is Blind Family Gardening from Dirt to Table with your host, David Robaco. Today is Friday, July second, twenty twenty-one, and I'm here in Conway, South Carolina. So I've been away for a little bit longer than usual making a podcast. It's been over two weeks. It's been about like close to four. And the reason for that is, you know, I was in the hospital for a while. I had some medical issues going on. I had a six-day stay in the hospital. Then I had to have some surgery done on my neck. And needless to say, I had a lot going on, and I couldn't work on my podcasting. And I even had to go take it really easy with all my gardening. But with that situation, it brought up a great podcast idea. And here it goes. So today we're going to talk about... When you have a plan for gardening, what it is, you know, what it is you want to plant, how much you're going to plant. But the other part of the plan you want to put together is you want to have a backup of people or a person or a group or whatnot to help cover your garden in case, you know, maybe an accident does happen and you something happens to you and you're going to be in the hospital for a couple of days or you have to be out of town for a while for maybe it's a family mercy or... Maybe you've had a trip planned for a long time and it happened to come in the middle of your growing season. Or maybe a trip comes up at the last moment that you want to go and take to go see somebody and you got to go do it. Well, we still want to have a life while we're gardening. You know, We don't want to just make gardening and that's it. We never leave our home during the growing season because then that just wouldn't be enjoyable. So here's what I say and here's another thought that I have. Put yourself together a team. People you can rely on to handle your day-to-day tending, monitoring, clipping, cutting, pruning, watering, fertilizing, all that stuff to every part of your garden. Now, as many ways you can go about this. You can, you know, go on different websites that they have to find a handyman or find a gardener or find a landscaping company and have a contract with them and pay them what their fee is. Um, You can go online to all the different Groups you might follow and find somebody in one of those that's willing to do the work for you. Again, you're going to have to pay people. You can't just expect them to do it for free. It's going to be a lot of work. So, you know, you're going to have to put that into your calculations for whatever kind of trip you're taking as your expenses for your trip is what's going to cost you to maintain things that's at home. You could also look into maybe a pile of different... um, different organizations, different groups in your area. You can call people from there, friends, family, neighbors. You know, the list goes on and on. But whoever it is you do decide to get, the key thing you want to do is bring that person into your land, have them take notes, and talk to them about all the different things of how you do it, what you do, and what you're looking for them to do. And even have them walk with you and shadow you a day or two while you do all your tending and mending and clipping and pruning and and tying up this, and clipping up that, and and pulling this, and weeding that, and watering here, and watering there, and how you water, and everything else. It's one thing, you know, even if you know the person, they've done gardening their entire lives, or they know how to garden, and just, hey, can, can you tend to my garden for me? Well, your definition of tending could be different than theirs. So when you come back from your trip, and all your toes are like, hey, yeah, can you tend to my stuff for me? That'd be really great, you know, I'll pay you 20 bucks a day, or... 
you know, 50 bucks the entire time going, whatever, whatever you would decide you want to give that person. But you definitely don't want to assume people are going to do it for free. So if you get back and things are a disarray, things are falling over themselves, things aren't clipped up, things aren't pruned, you know, trellises are falling down, or anything like that, and you get back and going, oh my god, you do all this work now, what, what the bejesus? Well, you can get mad, or you can think rashly and go, well, did I explain everything to that person directly, what in my head I was thinking about what wanted them to do? And if you answer yourself no, then in the end, you can only be upset and discouraged with yourself, not with anybody else. If you don't properly explain to, the, to anybody what it is you're looking for, for the type of work you want them to do, they're going to do what they think and assume is what's needed. Oh, you're going for a while, so let me just make sure it's watered every day and pick any anything that needs to be picked every day, and we're good. You know, not everybody goes to the, the nitty-gritties like you do personally yourself and with your babies, your garden. So, the best thing you can do is when you're making your plan at the beginning of the season to start your growing, you make a plan with somebody or an agency, a group, a contractor, a friend, a neighbor, whoever it is you want to pick up, going, listen, I'm going to be growing this year. This is what I'm going to be doing. But in July, I already have a trip scheduled. I'm going to be going for X amount of time. So throughout the growing season, before that point, I'd like to bring you in and show you what it is I'm going to need you to work on while I'm gone. Or, you know, an emergency comes up and you're going to be in the hospital. You know, you call up a person. Hey, listen, you know, you know I have you for July for my trip. I just went to the hospital. So all the stuff I asked you to do in July, it's June now. Do those same kind of things, tending, clipping, pruning, tying, watering, picking, fertilizing. Can you do all that stuff for me now? I'm going to be in the house for the next three or four days or whatnot. You want to have a good, solid plan of a person or persons, uh, a group or a business or something set up so you know, okay, if you're out of commission from being ill being in the hospital, being away on a trip, being away to see family, whatever the case may be, you'll have that peace of mind going, you know what, I am away, but I know my babies are being taken care of. I sat down with Dan and Mary and gave them all the particulars of what I want done, and they shadowed me for a couple of days to see what it is I actually do, and they're going to work on it for me. I cannot stress enough how important that is. And the reason I'm saying this is, I had my family, my dad and my sister, help me out while I was in the hospital, while I was recovering, while my doctor said, we just want you to rest and do nothing, okay, no strenuous activity at all. So I was home for like a week, but I couldn't even do anything outdoors either. So for like at least four weeks, I had them tending to stuff. And during those four weeks, one of those weeks, I was out of town with my for my daughter. She graduated high school. So when I go back... One part of my, one of my trousers, one part of it had fallen off, so I was working on putting it back up and lost my balance, and I took out six tomato plants, took out a, a vining, beautiful uh, baby butternut squash plant, and they all broke and snapped at the base, so I had to pull them all. And yeah, I got mad, I got upset, I got discouraged, I got sad, but in the end, I thought about it for a second, I go, well, you know they know how to garden, but... Did I actually explain to them in depth of what it is I needed them to cover for me while I'm gone? And I told myself, like, well, you didn't. So, in the end, I only had myself to blame for it. You know, my sister was so sad. She, she was so distraught about the whole thing. She felt so bad. I'm like, listen, it's actually not your fault. Um, this is actually more on me. I didn't properly explain what it was I was looking for you guys to do and cover for me. 
So next time I have to go somewhere, which I do have a four-day trip coming in, in August. I'm going to a different town here in South Carolina, but it's a state convention for the National Players of the Blind of South Carolina. So that's where I'm going to be going for a couple of days, like four of them. So before I go on that trip, I'll sit down. I'll properly explain exactly what it is I need them to do for those time frames. And then I know I'm okay. So in short, what you want to do is have a secondary plan of what it is you'll need things covered for. So if you're gone, you're away, you're in the hospital, you're sick, whatever the case is, you'll have a friend, a family member, a company, an organization, somebody you hired, okay, and you wrote down a contract with them. Say it's just a friend or a family member. Write out a contract. Print it out. Have you both sign it. Talking about all the different things you want that person to do, the time frame you want them to do it, like what days what and whatnot, and how much you're going to pay them. Because you've got to pay people to do this kind of work. It's, it's a lot. I mean, for you, it's your love, so it's no big deal. But you're having somebody else put in that same effort, that same time, that same energy that and commitment into it that you would do. You have, even if you're going to get people going, oh, no, don't worry about it. Don't pay me. Don't pay me. You're better off paying them, making a contract, because now it's binding. Now they have a plan to follow. Now you know things will get done easier. It's just more of a guarantee that things are going to get worked on, things will be done, and... It will give you a little bit more peace of mind when you're recovering from being ill or you're visiting somebody or whatever the case may be of why you have to be away from your garden for a while. So in closing, important things, remember, when you make your plan, make a backup plan of who can you get to tend to everything and communicate with them throughout the year, throughout the season. You know, have them come down randomly, you know, especially well enough in advance before you leave for whatever trip it might be that you have planned or... Anything you know is definitely going to happen that you definitely are leaving for that's planned, get them around you a bunch of different times throughout beforehand so you can sit down and talk and they can watch what you're doing. You can show them how you like to do things. Show them where your your tools are, your your equipment, like so they know everything and they're familiar with things. How do your spray pumpers work? What's your mixture for your fertilizer? You know, whatever. But I also recommend, depending on when you fertilize, if you know you're taking a vacation trip or a trip to go see somebody, do those things before you leave so you have the control of it. Because if you're only going for like a week then a week or, or less than two, then you know you're covered. You won't have to fertilize again until you get back. Okay? That's my personal thought. If you know the person and you want them to do everything, then hey, more power to you. Okay? This is just food for thought and whatnot. But this is a scenario that happened to me just recently, so I wanted to work with it and share it and bring it out as an important part of your gardening. Again, thanks for listening to the National Federation of the Blind of South Carolina's podcast. And again, this is Blind Family Gardening from Dirt to Table with your host, David Rabacco. If you are looking for any information or you want to learn more, feel free. You can email me anytime you like. And the email you can use for the moment is dr. N-F-B-S-C at yahoo.com I will make an email address actually just for Blind Family Gardening and when I do, I'll put it out there in these podcasts. So, thank you for listening and have a wonderful time and remember, happy gardening. If you would like more information about the National Federation of the Blind of South Carolina, you may contact Jennifer Baser, President, text or talk at 803-960-9977, or you may email me 
at jennifer.h.bazer, that's B-A-Z-E-R, at gmail.com.